When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM, and SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. To you, wherever you might be, in the wonderful region of Gippsland. And as we join you, we're live at Inverloch Congwack Football and Netball Club. And the rain is coming in sideways. I just checked my phone. It's about 14 degrees. Great to have your company. Nonetheless, hope your weekend is going okay so far. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. I'm Ian Doherty. And sitting alongside me is my co-commentator and sports reporter for the, if I get the newspaper right, South Gippsland <laughs> Sentinel Times, Aidan Box. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Welcome. Wes, it's good to be here as usual, but the weather hasn't quite turned it on in Inverloch. It was much better last time we were here a couple of weekends ago, but as you mentioned, freezing cold, a bit windy, and the rain's coming straight at us. So. Well, we've got the, uh, we're in the Alex Scott and Staff Mobile Broadcasting Unit, and we're very lucky to have it thanks to our friends at Alex Scott and Staff. Uh, but the front window's open so we can see the ground, but we've got a plastic drop sheet taped up here across the front of it, which reduces our view by about half. Uh, and that's to keep our equipment from getting too wet. So it's going to be one of those afternoons, I think. Although, if I look out over the ocean there, Boxy, I can see a little bit of blue sky. So you never know. Things might uh, be on the improve at some point. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Um, been looking forward to this one. Um, obviously, we're here for Inverloch Comac in Phillip Island today, which is a great matchup. One versus two as it stands at the moment, but they're old foes. So... Both clubs are supported pretty well, and it's great to see, even though the weather's been not great, there's a big crowd in already, which is good. But yeah, yes. Plenty of cars in here, and we'll talk about this one a little later on. Um, everything on the line but nothing. A bit similar to last weekend's dead rubber that t- produced uh, a remarkable game of football. And this one, uh, it's all done for Invlock Congwak. They, uh, they've sewn up top spot in the double chance uh, and a minor premiership in many ways. But for Phillip Island... Uh, their efforts today determine whether they play in the first week of the finals or they get that week off with the double chance. So a lot on the line for them. In fact, the the composure of the final six, particularly the top half of it, can change dramatically with certain results today. So we'll try to keep you abreast of those uh, as we go along. Now, Saturdays at Gippsland is on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live through the SEN app and at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show wherever you get your podcast. Now, coming up on Saturdays at Gippsland today, we will be speaking with a bit of a legend from the Phillip Island Footy Netball Club uh, later on in the show. Brendan Kimber is going to join us. Our usual segments here, Hot or Not and Come On Man. And we'll be doing a full preview on all of the Ellen Bank action today as well as the West Gippsland competition as both of those competitions enter the final round of the home and away competition this weekend. And, of course, last night in the uh, big league, uh, we noticed that the Pies got their pants pulled down last night, Boxy. 
Yeah, it was pretty good to see. Uh, Hawthorne sort of started this run in the Blues where Collingwood have actually proven to not be invincible and obviously they're a bit banged up at the moment. But I'm quite high on the Lions. I think their list is not only is it superstars everywhere, but mm. they match up with the Pies really well. I was listening last night and they're the only team that's... Well, I think they've got five in a row against Collingwood and the only other team that has more than one is, I think, Hawthorne maybe. So Yeah, interesting, isn't it? So we're, we're, I think we've known for a while that they play good... For- uh, what they may have done last night is all but lock in uh, a spot for home finals. And that changes everything because they're a lot harder to beat up there than they yeah, are down here. So come finals time, we might not see them until grand final day, should they make it. So uh, they'll be playing up in Brisbane the rest of the time. So that changes a lot for them uh, and makes it a bit more difficult well, for the rest of them, I reckon. They, they would love not having to play at the G until grand final day or Adelaide, which is another fortress. So that's great for them. And... I think they got through pretty well unscathed, and apart from Devin Robinson's jumper, that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> but no, they're, they're a great team, and I think that's really good for Fags because he's got them going in the right direction. But he was under a lot of pressure last night, so yeah, good well, win not for now. the Lions. Um, and, and maybe sneak into Melbourne and play it under the roof uh, instead of at the MCG where they have struggled before. So good on them for that one. And of course, when the jumper comes off, that's a good question for you, young blokes here. It comes off during the game on the ground there. We've been embarrassed. Would you flex? Would you grab another one and put it on? I know Jeez. you, Boxy. You'd flex. <laughs> I don't quite have the rig that Dev Robinson does. But. Well, that's, a, that's another question altogether. Uh, yeah, yeah so, no, I did hear yeah, that. In fact, yeah. oh, oh, sorry, yeah, within minutes. Sorry, just getting that downline from, from yeah. uh, our panel guy, Blake, back in the studio, saying six, I think it was about eight or nine thousand. Within, within about 10 or 11 minutes Doubled well. his, yeah, for his following. For He probably should have ripped his jumper off earlier in the season if that was the case. I'll tell you what, if it was under the roof, you probably would. But, geez, if they were playing at the G in the cold, you'd probably ask for one straight away, wouldn't you? Or if you're oh, in Inverloch today. Just got to toughen up today. I'll tell you, you what. There's plenty of blokes out there in the sleeveless uh, top today. They'll be okay. Uh, and, of course, uh, this week... Uh, on Wednesday night with a an audience of, I think it was 11.5 million people on Record. television and streaming. That's bigger than Cathy Freeman. Was the Matildas in their World Cup semi-final and they couldn't get it done. Uh, in spite of a uh, right on the hour, I think 63 minutes, an absolute missile from Sam Kerr. 29 metres away in, she in was. top left uh, corner of the net. That just electrified that game. Now, I travel with my day job. I was... Uh, in a uh, hotel room in Maroochydore at the time. And uh, I can see my eyes nearly popped out of my head. I wasn't expecting that. I was waiting for her to lay the pass off because I think she had Ford open to her left who probably well. could have had a crack as well. But uh, that was uh, th- that was almost the moment of the World Cup for me, that guy. And the crazy thing about it, which is just the leader that she is, she was actually... She talked more about the misses towards the end of the match than she did that goal. That's just... Sums up Sam Kerr and how amazing she is. But unfortunately, as you mentioned, they couldn't get it done. They've got a chance for a bronze medal tonight, though. I think they kick off at 6 o'clock. So hopefully they get it done over Sweden tonight. You'll, so. be, uh, you'll be tuning in for that one, won't you, mate? I sure will be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, still plenty to come here on Saturdays at Gipsy. Just thought we'd roll around uh, onto the notice board, if we could. With There's a few here. Uh, firstly, I noticed through the socials, and I think uh, amongst other people, Owen Carter from Gippsland Footy Social Media. Make sure you uh, like his page and follow him. Uh, there you get all the updates on what's going on in the region when it comes to footy and netball. Uh, the North, Gipps- North Gippsland Football Netball Competition Grand Final Breakfast on Saturday the 9th of September at the Hayfield Football Netball Club. It's a good venue for their Grand Final. 45 bucks ahead for that breakfast and the special guest is Tony Shaw 
former Collingwood Premiership captain and coach for a while there, so he'd be a good one too. I believe he does a good sporty, so that'd be worth doing. Have you got any there? Oh, there's a couple, but uh, I think we should mention, yeah, obviously we were talking off air a bit earlier that Turret and Dalmore have been doing a lot of good work Yes. On paper this week, re-signing a lot of their key players. I think you've got them there. Yeah, we have. So we've signed a lot. There's, a, there's some younger ones as well, but specifically they've announced that they've re-signed for 2024 Sabatucci, Proctor, Scanlon and the Lenders boys, Brad and Tim. So important signings there for the Seagulls for 2024. So well done to the good folk at uh, Turret and Dalmore. Uh, I can talk about uh, North Gippie finals. Start this weekend, the qualifying final uh, Woodside versus Hayfield at Churchill today. And the elimination final uh, is at Yarram, and that's Churchill versus Yalorn, Yalorn North uh, this weekend. So they're underway uh, in the North Gippie. And the Mid Gippie final schedule, and I couldn't ascertain whether they're starting this week or next week, the Mid Gippie final schedule, uh, elimination finals at Merbu North and Fish Creek. They've got a, a strange setup. Then the qualifying final at Ballara, then the elimination final. So I think that's like they're the semis, the knockout you semis. You think so, yeah. Uh, I think they start next week too. Yeah, and then preliminary at Foster and the grand final at Moorwell East, which is a huge footy ground, that one at uh, Moorwell East. Uh, so they're underway as well. Uh, the other one, and we were talking about this just before we went on air too, uh, Boxy, the female football Gippsland, FFG, uh, grand finals this weekend at Ted Summit Reserve in Maui. Uh, 10.30am, the Warrigal Industrials take on Sale City in the Youth Grand Final. And then at 12.15, which is a strange time for a senior grand final start, 12.15 tomorrow, the Women's Grand Final. That's Boysdale Briagalong against Maui Newborough Allies. So uh, Maui and Newborough combining there for their women's footy comp, which is uh, pretty good. Great, great deck to have the grand final on as well. Pretty good. Yeah, good atmosphere it. when it's full in there too. No doubt about that one. And, uh, don't know who our favourites are to win that one. I don't know the, how close you've followed that one, mate. But, uh, well, Maui Newborough, that'd be a home game for them. So you'd think they'd get a pretty good support and yeah. have a good run there. Yeah, get your home deck for a grand final. Yeah, I'm fairly well. <laughs> not many leagues that would happen in, yeah? No, not around here in the country. Yeah, they'll, they'll be laughing with that one. It's oh, always good to, the to get league. out there on your own deck, for well, sure. The Gippy League might have uh, every now and then. Look, Maui, if they make the grand final this year, I think the granny this year is at Morwell, though, in that competition. So last year it was... At Maui, so gee, you never can tell there. Talking about home ground advantage in that league, I read something during the week, uh, thanks to the Latrobe Valley Express and uh, our friend Liam Durkin, who we had on Saturdays in Gippsland earlier this year. Uh, there's a 40-year drought, almost a voodoo, uh, for the Bairnsdale Footy Club at Taralgon. They haven't won at Taralgon in 40 years. Wow. And uh, they were down in the third quarter, but got up and won the game, which is just, that's an amazing result. That's incredible. For, and it, for it's Bears massive Stars. for the top four as well. Oh, yeah, huge, because they were traveling all right too, uh, Traugan, so the Maroons. So, uh, yeah, Bairnsdale, first time in 40 years. Well done. They've won <laughs> at Traugan, which is... I know we celebrated pretty well. I'm sure they, they uh, tipped a few back after that. Well, you'd reckon, because I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not going to play finals. So that was their grand final in many respects, and uh, it was a bit of a... Uh, an arm wrestle all afternoon, but they got the job done. So well done to Beanstar. That's uh, terrific. And one other announcement there, of course, the Ellenbank competition underway today as well. Uh, Nyora Football Club went to uh, social media this week to announce they've got a new senior coach for the 2024 season. That's Steve Henry. 
uh, who'll take the role at the Saints there. Uh, formerly an assistant co coach at Taralgon in their last senior flag there and a senior coach at Glen Gary. So plenty of plenty of coaching experience for Steve. Just on that, uh, Inverloch Comac, where we are today as well, announced that their senior coaching panel has re-signed for another year in 2024. So Tom Hams, Lee Cole and Louis Rankin will lead the way again in 2024. Terrific. And we'll get to that too. Some big changes in their lineup today. Of course, they've got top spot uh, put to bed. And uh, so they're... Uh, they're resting a few today. We noticed that there's, I think, seven changes in their selected lineup this weekend from last week, and some big ones out too. But the one that interests me the most uh, is our boy Tate Short, uh, who we referred to a couple of weeks ago here at Invlock as their quarterback, QB one. Yes, yes, uh, he's the go-to guy, but also the way he works with Rankin. It's almost like. Uh, May and Lever at, at, uh, at Melbourne in the AFL, the way they combine and work together as a defensive unit. And to be honest, I mean, one of the Inverloch strengths this season has been their defence. So well, short, resting today, he won't be seen. It's interesting. I did some numbers and they've only let in 550 points this season. So that's 32 a game, which is incredible. And these two blokes have got it on a string. So one of them's not there today. So with the time, the, the one time that we did see, and this is interesting, so one time we did see that their defence did just stumble was in that last quarter under lots of physical pressure from Nano Goon about four or five weeks ago, okay? And what they managed to do was separate those two defenders in many ways, just with their spread and their speed and physical pressure. So today with those two boys being separated, not there, and that's with respect to the boys that come into that side, uh, but they might have their work cut out to them today because Philip Island are playing for a week off. I'm so excited. I could not be more excited to watch a Phillip Island team that is hungry for something, yep. that's chasing something. Yeah. We haven't seen it since 2018, and they, they were so good. 2018-19, obviously, back-to-back yeah. -back premierships, and they're just so dangerous. They're hungry. They've got stars everywhere, and yeah. the last couple of years, they haven't really been chasing too much, so they've sort of let up, but a Phillip Island team that's hungry... Probably the most dangerous team in the comp. So yeah, I'd go along with that. And I, so we're going to find out, aren't we? On that, I saw that grand final twenty nineteen. I think I called that with sinkers uh, to uh, Facebook with uh, Red Onion, the mob where you came from, and uh, that was an unbelievable game of football. So when they're hungry, no change today for the island. They're missing a few, of course. Kimber out and uh, Hayden Bruce, Bruce huge. is uh, their key playmaker. He won't be there, but their list runs pretty deep. No change today after their game last weekend versus the seven changes at Inverloch Conway. I'll run through those quickly, and you can provide a bit of background. I know you're well connected when it comes to the Sea Eagles. So coming in uh, this week, coming. So uh, that's probably good. Tate Cumming is a good player, and they'll welcome him back into that side. Ethan Park as well. I rate him highly. He's actually a laid out. So oh, okay. Well, he, that's okay. yeah. That's I just changes. like you said, I, well connected. So yeah. I was talking to a few connections just 20 minutes earlier, and yeah. I should probably mention that too. <laughs> Sorry, Wiz, but yeah, Ethan had talked to Ethan himself, and he just he couldn't didn't quite get up to this one. And, and as you mentioned before, it's it's a bit of a dead rubber for them. So yeah. Liam O'Neill come in for Ethan Park. Yep. Okay. Uh, another Liam O'Neill, another recruit this year. Well, so, there's another one. O'Neill in, Boltus in. Huge. And that, look, again, it just shows the depth of that list. So Boltus comes in, and he's been a good player for them. Uh, Crook, McCorn, who comes back from arrest. Uh, Kempster and Thomas, who presumably are two younger types coming in. Thomas, uh, I think there. I think he was rested as well. He's, he's a bit more of a, a big-body senior player. But yep. Jasper Kempster's on debut today out of the reserves. Yeah, so. okay. 
21-year-old. All right. So uh, we're looking forward to his debut today. And all in front of him, of course, if he plays well, he might get himself some senior finals as well. So going out of the side at the moment, Ethan Park, we're aware of. Uh, Tate Short, who's probably been their playmaker, who's best on ground when we were here a couple of weeks ago. Brown, Harvey, Turner, who I rate highly. Will Turner, he's out. Uh, Jamison Samilis and Reed. So some big changes for the Sea Eagles. I think uh, uh, about five of those changes, obviously under 18 footballers and with the senior team not really needing that uh, that win yep. and the under 18s team needing it, they dropped all their best players back to the under 18s and Turner's obviously the captain. He had a near best on ground performance in Inverloch Comax win uh, this morning. So they'll go top, top of the table and get that extra week off which they were looking for. So mm. that's where all those players went and Archer Reid back in Gippsland Power Colours. So some of these guys, are, well, last with the, the guys that are being rested here, if they get the first week of the finals off as well, they'll turn up on second semi-final day having be their first game in two and a half weeks or something. Uh, grand final day, they'll have played one game in 30 days. So it's interesting. And there's a couple that have been missing even longer. So mm. Marnie missing since round 12. Correct. Michael with Eels, a hamstring. What's going on Hamstring. There? So yeah. he's been training. He was actually a little sniff to come back this week in the reserves, which yeah. would have been pretty crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he'll play the first final. So he hasn't played since round 12. Michael Eels, the uh, former team of the year centre-half back, yep. he hasn't played since round 13. Joe Samalis, he may need surgery on a hamstring. Not sure if we'll see him yeah. this season, which is pretty tough for them. Mm. And then the coach himself, Tom Hams, he hasn't played since round 14 either. So they'll be well underdone in that first final. And the gamble will be whether... The healthy lineup helps them, and they're able to get over the line with their best team, yeah. or whether they'll be rusty, and the team that'll be battle-hardened will be able to get over the top. Yeah, all right. Hey, we're well overdue here. We're going to take a break here. Plenty to talk about uh, for that lineup and the other five in this in the mix for the final series in the West Gippsland competition. A break now. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. More coming up right after this. Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed. You are. We're live at Inverloch Congwack Football and Netball Club and I can see a bit of blue sky over there. All are protesting about the weather. Uh, we might have to put it behind us for now, but it's definitely a winter Saturday afternoon here and you're with Saturdays in Gippsland and uh, Ian and Boxy here. But we've got a special guest joining us in the Alex Scott and Star Broadcast Unit. He's uh, had a legendary local footy career, dominant player at Narry Warren, playing coach and a three-peat at Coralin and three flags at Phillip Island. He's been busy. I wonder where he keeps all the medals. One is a playing coach in 2014. Brendan Kimber, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Um, gee, it, took, it takes a while to get your intro out of the way, doesn't it? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good uh, local footy CV in the area. Yes. It just yeah. knocked up winning flags. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I've been around for a while, so... Um... Uh, you know, you hear some people that play for that long and never win one, so I'm very lucky, very lucky. Well, uh, some say luck, some say good management, but we know you can play the game, that's for sure. So uh, a bit of a nasty injury about halfway through this year. Explain that one. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a strange one. I just went to, we're playing Currumbara at home, and I just went to tackle another player, and he, he left my arm on my arm extended, and yep. uh, the bicep tendon just completely ruptured, so... Retracted back up into my mm, shoulder. That's nasty. Uh, yeah, ended up having surgery a couple of days later, and that's Painful. the end. Uh, not overly. It's no. I, I sort of uh, liken it to touching an electric fence. Like it was just giving me electric yeah, right. shocks. Yeah, and just okay. knew something wasn't right. And yeah. So uh, I interrupted you there. You said that's it. Um, I think we know what we're alluding to there. It's a long and decorated career. Uh, but that's season over for you this year with that kind of an injury. It's pretty significant. 
but uh, 2024 season, not interested. No, no. Look, I've, uh, That's an unfair, not interested. <laughs> not. Always, always interested. I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'll be interested come yeah. the start of next year. But look, I was, I was thinking about retiring at the end of this year anyway. And I think um, in a weird kind of way, it was, it was good this happened because it stops me umming and ahhing and thinking yep. about it. It's the universe saying, you've had a good run. Time to bow out. And uh, yeah, so that'll... That'll be the end. Not the not the ideal way to finish. I would have liked to go through the final series with the boys and see how far we could go. But um, you know, it's footy it comes with the territory. It is. So they're they're aware of it. You've announced you're it's official. You're a retired yep. footballer now. Yeah. So yep. don't yep. have to play no, party no, line. No, and... no um, I was always quite open about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No press conference or anything, but just let the let Cam and the the guys know that that'd be that'd be the end for me. So now yeah. I can just support on the sides. Yeah, mentioned you'd love to go through the finals with the boys. What's the belief like? I know they're not quite on top, but they've got a chance for to lock in a double chance this week. What's the belief around the group? Oh, it's it's always high. It's just it's just a different direction now. You know, when you're on top and you're the you're the team to beat, you are you know fighting off the challenges and you have that confidence. And now when things aren't necessarily going your way in terms of injuries and people sort of mention that narrative constantly, you can accept it or you can rise above and say look we've got nothing to lose now so it's just a different form of confidence i think but um you know reading reading the guys and and the way cam goes about it i think we're, we're just as confident as ever any ambition to coach down the track possibly never say never yeah i mean i, I did the three years at Coralin and the three years at phillip island so i did my stint fairly early in yeah, my career yeah. and then as a playing coach as a playing coach different kettle of fish though non-playing isn't it Absolutely, yeah. I think, and I think the other thing is the game in terms of coaching has gone has come such a long way compared to when I started in sort of uh, you know twenty twelve twenty thirteen. I think um, there's so much more time, there's so many more phone calls, there's so much more everything's so much more digitised now. Yeah. So um, that time commitment is is a lot more. So that would have to be considered. But look, never say never. Have you seen Cam's first year in the role? Great, yeah, really good. He's brought the group together. Um, you know, even speaking to Cam, if you have a one-off conversation with him, you know how positive he is and that positivity. He can't stop that. So that comes into training, that comes into functions, that comes into games. And positive, or if you're a positive person or a negative person, it's infectious either way. So um, it, it brings the group together. So it's, he's been really good. It's been a tough run of injuries for the Bulldogs this year, uh, notwithstanding your own, of course, but uh, there's been a few others as well. Hayden Bruce, most notably, a fractured cheekbone, if I recall. So um, that's a little frustrating. How's the group coping with that? Look, I think it's just, it's, it sounds like a cliche, but it's just an opportunity for the others to, to step up. I mean, we've lost myself, Hayden, Eli Richards for the year, then we yep. lost two key... And he was playing beautifully at the time too. Yeah, playing great footy. So that's um, a lot of our starting midfield and then two key backs to go down. And yep. it, Again, it's just another opportunity for the group. And as I said before, you can you can sook and kick the dirt and say, yep. oh, it's all too much. Or yep. you can say, you know, it is what it is. Every team has injuries. Every yep. team has, uh, you know, ups and downs. And you just... The better teams will conquer it and, and achieve regardless. So one Kimber goes off the list and another one comes on. Young bloke starting under 10s. Uh, so we're planning on uh, uh, his first contract in the 2034 <laughs> West Gippsland season. We'll be doing an interview with him on SEN track then, do you think? Another Kimber into the senior yeah, side? Yeah, Billy will be starting next year. So I've told the club to uh, retire the number two until, yep. he's, uh, <laughs> until he's 18 years old. But they, they weren't too keen on that. So, yeah, look, I, I, I think I mentioned it before. I um, You know, it was Saturdays. for the I, I had Saturdays taken up for footy and now yep. it'll just change and just become Sundays going through the kids and back, you know, donating my time back through the juniors, back to the footy club, I think. So Mrs. Kimber's obviously a very tolerant woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, very much so. Yeah, ever since I've met her, she's been very accepting of uh, 
of losing her winter weekends. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? So I talk about how difficult it might be to retire the number two. What you may have missed over the last 10 years or whatever, little kids looking over the fence at their hero wearing number two. When they turn up this football club, they all want to wear it. So good luck retiring that one, mate. They'll be queuing up to put that one on. I'm tipping. If you've just joined us, uh, we're on Saturdays in Gippsland here on SEN Track. Uh, We're talking to Phillip Island superstar, and that's what he is, uh, Brendan Kimber, who has uh, recently, uh, because of a serious injury to his bicep, uh, no plans for 2024, so has uh, formalised his retirement from senior footy. And we're lucky enough to have him with us in the Alex Scott and staff uh, broadcast unit. Any thoughts to broadcasting footy in the future? I've never even given it five minutes. <laughs> it, it look, it, this looks nice though. It's, nice it's all right when it's raining. <laughs> you get the best seat in the house. Yeah, so look, true. I'll give it the never say never again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to steal Aiden's <laughs> Just, uh, I was going to mention, we've talked a bit about juniors um, talking to you today and your under-16s and under-18s are back at the top of the table once again and your Sunday football is really successful so just a comment on that and how important it is for the club yeah look I mean I've been at the footy club for a long time and uh, granted I didn't um, you know I didn't have kids at the time but just seeing the progression in terms of not only the strength but the numbers um, to be able to field multiple teams and then probably be able to field three teams um, with certain um, certain age groups as well just it's just so strong the way the club's at and it's not People say, oh, it's the population. The population's swelling. You get more yep. kids. But people aren't going to go to a club that's poorly run or yep. if their kids aren't going to get a go. So it's a testament to how, you know, the administrators coordinate things and yeah. give everyone a go to yeah. create that that club atmosphere. And you see, you go to the best and fairest. You go to presentations. You go to club functions. And 20 years ago, it was just the blokes getting together and having yes. a beer. Now you look around and there's wives and there's kids and kids going crazy. So it's, it's really a family club. Absolutely. A lot of them say yeah. it, but yeah. you've got to, You've actually got to deliver on it, haven't you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's just about opening the arms to everyone and, and just making it not feel exclusive, which I think Philip Island have, have, have definitely done. Yeah. 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 Over. Over. Yeah. I, I see it. I hear what you're saying. Uh, all right. Now today's game in particular is a bit on the line today. Uh, a, the double chance and a week off, and uh, you you would know this better than anybody. Winning flags. Uh, it's certainly a lot easier from top two than it is from positions three through to six. Yes. Uh, what are the confidence levels going in today? Knowing that they've made eight changes to their lineup, they're resting a few today. Yeah, look, it's it's always it, it's always high. It has to be high. You've got to go in with confidence that you're going to win. And um, I think at the end of the day, you've got to, as hard as it is, try and forget about what's on the line and the what ifs. With ifs happens, this we could end up fourth or we could end up second, and that's going to be so much harder to win a, a flag, winning four in a row. I think you've just got to almost delete that out of your mind and just take it as a normal game and mm. play. It. Go back to your basics. Go back to what we've been doing as a club well to get us into the position that yep. we're in. Like, it's yep. not a fluke that we made it here. So, um, for the boys, it's just a matter of focusing on that. I think try as as hard as it is, put that the rest of it in the background. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, when the pressure feels like it's against you and you're not the favourite, in quotation marks, you play better footy. I think when you're... Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah I reckon that's what we're going to see today too. Yeah. I, yep. I, perhaps I know um, Boxy's not that keen on that. He's a, a bit of a <laughs> no <easy> fan. But um, <laughs> well, on the, at the top of the show, I mentioned that I could not be more excited to watch a Philip Island that's hungry and they're fighting for something instead of being at the top. Because yeah. last time we saw that, you the best yeah. team in the country. It was so exciting to yeah. watch. And no, isn't it good for the? I mean, it's good for football. Like it's again a cliche, but it's good for the. It's good for the brand. It's good for the league. It's good for the players to to have a game like this ahead of us rather than just a ball. Fest, 100% agree. We yeah. couldn't wait to get it. That's for sure. Mate, you've been very generous with your time. We're very lucky 
to have been able to speak to you today and good luck with retirement and all that brings. Hopefully we'll see you at the footy at some point. I've got a feeling you might end up coaching somewhere. <laughs> thanks, we'll guys. wait and see no, all those look... clubs out there. Brendan Kimber, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us on Saturdays. He keeps saying you're welcome to sit around here for us now, but uh, it's time now. Thanks uh, for hot or not. Thanks to Donalda Motors, the home of Mitsubishi tractors, Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. It's hot or not. Hot or not. For Donalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. Hot or not it is, uh, as I fumble my way through that one, and Brendan's on his way here, very generous with his time on match day. Brendan Gimble, what a legend he is. Seriously, man could play football too, no doubt about it. All right, hot or not, uh, I'm going to start. Phillip Island does not need to finish top two to compete for this year's flag. Is that hot or not? This is really hard. I'm going to say... I'm going to say hot. Yeah. Oh, I think you can't write them off at all yeah. because of the hunger that they've got at the moment. They've lost soldiers, but that's just going to stir them on. Yep. The juniors they've got, the young guys. We saw Orlando Kane-Gillard last year won the game yes. in the prelim. Yeah, wow. And he, he had uh, he's a great player, but he's a young guy, hadn't announced himself yet. So they've that, got players like that, that and came they're up a force. On the socials, uh, I was looking at it last night, actually, or the night before. Fantastic. I think what their only problem was. is, if they do finish third, they've got their old foes, the Dusties. So. Yeah, I reckon the other thing is that this, for some reason... This season seems a lot closer. The top six sides, they're really at each other. And I think that top two really does give you an advantage under those circumstances. All right, your turn. So I've got one. Same league, West Gippie. Dalston have been the best team outside the top six this year. Hot or not? Uh, not. Nah. Not. Nah, it's a not for me. I'm sorry to say. But... Uh, I'm on record earlier in the season and, and Brad probably shouted me down. Oh, I was talking them up big time early in the year. I think after about five rounds, they were sitting in second spot. So they looked pretty good, but they hadn't played everybody. And uh, what turned out that they were putting up really wasn't quite good enough to make the six. But I actually think that uh, Killy Bass are the best side outside well, of them. They've both just been pretty underwhelming, to be honest. They've, yeah. they put together some really good footy and they've got great lists. So... But both of them lost games against the teams that finished around them, and you just can't do that when they no. were both looking for finals. No, you've got to so. pick off a few scalps above you as well. So, uh, And it's possible today that uh, if um, Kelly Bass don't get the job done against the reigning premiers today, that, uh, that Dalston will finish higher than them on the ladder. So we'll just wait and see on that one. All right, my turn. Uh, Trafalgar is the number one contender to Bullen Bullen uh, for the title in the Ellenbank and District Football Netball League. Is that hot or not? That's hot. Stop uh, it. You're hot. <laughs> I think footy, especially country footy around here, is all about finding form at the right time of the season. Yep. And the Bloods, they've just been phenomenal. They beat Neerham uh, South a couple of weeks ago and they've just defeated Allen Bank as well. So they're coming. Uh, Bull and Bull and obviously at the top. They're, they're playing some scintillating footy, but Traff can make a real run and cause a dent in the finals, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. They're, they're certainly hitting form at the right time. You can't argue with form. That's the secret to the whole thing. So I, I tend to agree. Your turn. So sticking with the Allenbank League, you won't find any closer goal-kicking races than that in the Allenbank District League. Hot. Hot. Stop and it. You're hot. And... Hot because the two guys that, that are right at the top of the list, I'm a massive fan of both of them. So, look, well, in fact, there's three now. Hayden Baker, Luke Kinder, both on 51, and Sean Phelan on 53. All of those players have got X Factor. 
uh, and, and great goal sense and uh, just really exciting, of course. But who could forget um, Luke Kinder in the Yellowbank Grand Final last year? There are a couple of goals down. He kicked two goals in the space of 60 seconds and absolutely set fire to the, uh, to, to the ground there at Yarragon and, and lit up an amazing grand final. It was... Uh, He's a real live wire. Don't know who's going to get that one. Uh, love the way feeling goes about it, but that's absolutely hot. That's that's as close as any race for the medal for the leading goal kicker there. All right, one more before we go to the break. One Thaggy are now favourites to win the Gippsland League. Is that hot or not? That's hot. They sure are. Damn. Have they, have they got in a row now? It's uh, not, not double figures. Sure. I think they've won twelve or thirteen games, maybe fourteen in a row. They've just put their list together really well. They've got a lot of young talent, but they've coupled that with some really good senior players and leadership. They had their cider last year. They went down. They were pretty bummed out by that, but they've just been playing great footy across the season. They finally were able to get over Lean Gatho, which they've been trying to do for years. Yeah. They love that. Yep. And they just play with confidence. They're doing everything right, aren't they? And uh, they have every right to be the favourites in that competition, no doubt about it. Thanks to Donelda Motors. That was hot or not. Donelda Motors, your official Mitsubishi and tractor dealer in Gippsland is Donelda Motors. And they've got uh, locations in Mafra and Bensdale. Good people down at D Donalda Motors. Give them a call. All right, we need to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. But when we come back, still time for Come On Man and a full preview of all of the Ellen Bank uh, action and today's match of the day as well. Don't go anywhere. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. Saturdays in Gippsland coming to you live from Inverloch Congwack Football Club here in South Gippsland for today's West Gippsland Round 18 home and away season closer between the top two sides, first versus second in Block Kongwak, who have the minor premiership in their keeping, playing against Phillip Island today, who must win to get the double chance. Uh, so plenty to play for. So stick with us this afternoon. That will be our SEN track match of the day for the West Gippsland competition. But right now, it's time for Come On Man! Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. It is time for come on, man. Who's going first? You kick us off. You've right. got a couple. Okay. Now, speaking of kicking, a uh, colleague. Well, a colleague, I've never met him, but he works for the same radio station as we do. Kane Corns. And his reaction to the Matildas' semi-final loss, he said they were soft. And uh, had it been the men, the Socceroos, that had lost the semi-final in that way, um, they would have got a much harder time than the Matildas did. Come on, man. Come on, man. Gee, I bet he's fun at parties, <laughs> hey? Uh, he, he does his job really well, but he's, unfortunately for him, his job is to just annoy everybody. It's working. And say some things that I'm not even sure he actually believes sometimes. Yeah, I, I reckon you're right. No, it's working. You don't take the boat, that's for sure. But it opens up good discussions. But I'll tell you, the last thing they were was soft. Your turn. Yeah, England were just too good. But I've got Timmy English, and I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. If you watched the Hawthorne Bulldogs game last Sunday, <laughs> seriously, mate, you're a ruckman. He had not much of the footy during the day. There's about a minute to go. They're down a goal. They need the win to get into the finals. He goes down to fullback. Not only does he shove away Ed Richards, he's had about 25 on the day, kicking it about 80%. <laughs> but he doesn't even kick it to him when he was open. Instead, he runders out of the goal square, takes a bounce, and almost gets caught. Timmy... Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, Timmy. And to make it better, they had another chance after that, but also muddled that up. So they end up losing the game. 
So another win to my Hawks, but yeah, Timmy, you're probably not the best bloke to be kicking out of fullback. <laughs> yeah, perhaps uh, that was his one and only time, uh, unless he winds up playing local footy somewhere later on. All right, I'm going to stick with the Matildas theme, but this is an interesting one. So this is an Adelaide-based fruit and veg market owner, John Capiris. Uh, who's posted a series of videos on social media pledging his support for the Matildas. Not sure about that, but he, he went a, bit, a step far the other day. He brandished the Matildas uh, as carpet munchers. Come uh, on, not, man. not sure about that one, Johnny Boy. In fact, later on when he was challenged about it, he said, look, I'm definitely not homophobic, <laughs> but they are carpet munchers. Come on, man. Come on, Johnny. Man. You know, there should be another stinger for that one saying, you would be ashamed of yourself, mate. Seriously. Have you got any more? No, I don't, I don't think I'll be buying too much produce from that fella. No, Johnny Caparis, I'd say you're probably right. Might get a bit of carpet burn. What a clown. All right, here's the last one. Now, this is a little bit bizarre. So uh, we go to the NRL. North Queensland Cowboys fan favourite James Tamu has announced he's retired from the NRL effective immediately. But let me give you some details on it. The 34-year-old broke the news at halftime of his side's clash with the Sharks, uh, having played 307 first-grade games. Uh, they were down at halftime, and I'm led to believe that the coach told him he was going to the bench at halftime. So he retired. Come on, man. Come on, man. John, the James Tamu, what a beauty. Huh? I think that's the definition of I've seen enough. Oh, well, that's, the, that's, it's attitudes like, that's the reason I don't coach anymore. I've coached for a long time. Uh, there's a, they're with the, yeah, it's a different planet, some of these people. So James Tamu, uh, it's uh, his world. We just live in it, apparently. Congratulations, uh, James, on yeah. your career. All right, that's enough for Come On Man for this week. But if you see any during the week, just alert... Uh, uh, Aiden Box, uh, and he'll bring them on to the show. No doubt about that. All right, let's get quickly across to the Ellenbank competition. Now we need to preview that one before we get back to West Gippsland action this afternoon. Round 20 it is in the Ellenbank District Football Netball Competition. The final home and away round of the season. They have a final five in the EDFL. And our boys today, uh, that's uh, Dylan and Robbie Goodwin, are out at uh, Ellenbank for the game with the Eagles against the Lang Lang Tigers today. And that's a big one. It's massive. So Lang Lang at the moment, they're on 36 points alongside Pu Wong. We have that final spot in the finals race at the moment. And they've got Neil Madanum. So they're probably going to get the job done there. But Lang Lang, if they can get over the top of Allenbank, they'll give themselves a slight chance. So big game there. Hopefully our boys so they, call they, well they, on that one. They can beat Allenbank, who are one of the top sides in the comp, and still not guaranteed of making it, though. It's a possibility, sure yeah. is, because Pu Wong are about three percentage points ahead at the moment, yeah. and, and you'd think and they'd boost, boost that today. Yeah. yeah, that's right, against Nilma. So, yeah, one of the other games in the Allenbank so comp today. A long warrior at home to Trafalgar, who we mentioned earlier in the show. They're surging at the moment. Yeah, long warrior just don't seem to be able to get it together uh, post-COVID. They, um, of course, won the flag in 2019 out at Yarragon there, and, and we haven't seen their best footy since. So, a bit of a rebuild, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, you'd imagine uh, that the Bloods will get that one done. So, near them south, they host Yarragon. And they um, they need to be banking a big win for their confidence today against the Panthers there. The Cats, all before them, and on that ground, it's uh, been resurfaced a couple of years ago. It's in beautiful condition. It holds the weather really well. No excuses today for the Cats. I'm expecting a big win. And they'll be sweating on an Allenbank or Trafalgar loss because they might be able to jump them there. They're just two points behind. I mentioned just before, Poo Wong, they host Neil Madanum. 
That one should be pretty one-sided, you'd think. Yeah, it is. They, they well, Puong obviously have to get that done. I think there's a spot in the finals on the line. I imagine they'll they'll do that well. And Nyora at home to Katani. Bit of a local derby, that one. They'll both back themselves in there. And, of course, we did mention uh, earlier in the show uh, the announcement there of the new senior coach for 2024 at Nyora, Steve Henry, be joining them next year. So that's a good one for them. But I'm banking, uh, I reckon Catania will win that one today. And interestingly, Bull and Bullen, who sit uh, easily on top of the minor premiers, they have the week off with the bye. Yeah, so uh, that's interesting. So we've seen that happen a few times before. And of course, the final five system means the top side, they'll get next week, the first week of the finals off as well. So a two-week break for the Lyrebirds. And I note with interest that the week before that, I think they played one of the lower sides in the competition and players like Bob McCallum and Matt Gray all played. I thought they might have taken the opportunity to give themselves a two or three week break there. Yeah, they but, played Katani uh, last week away and they got that done pretty easily. Yeah, they mentioned. did. So uh, it looks like the, the big one there. We'll keep it on today and we'll get the post the scores posted to you as we can with our around the grounds, Ellen Bank and Lang Lang. That one's going to have an impact on the final standings. Uh, in the Alabanca District Football Netball League there, senior footy. Round 20, as I say, the final home and away round for the Alabanca League today. All right, now uh, it's uh, 12 minutes before 2 o'clock here and this reserve grade game has ended. I've got the score for you here, but we'll get that shortly. Uh, finally, here we get to preview what's going to happen in this afternoon's game here, uh, Boxy. And you'll see... Uh, uh, as the reserves finish here. No sign of the senior sides just yet. We're a 2.10 start today. So they've finished a little bit early, you'd imagine, here at 11 minutes before 2. And they just trudge off here. But the the home side uh, have made eight changes to their lineup from last weekend. And we've just got a confirmation with the team sheet arriving here at the Alex Scott and staff commentary unit that... Uh, the uh, Bulldogs, no change from the side uh, that played last weekend. No change from the side that was selected on Thursday night. You get the feeling they mean business too, the Bulldogs, yeah? Well, we mentioned uh, their injuries, but they're a, f a team that's really gelling together in the right time of the year, even though they had those two losses away at Warrigal and Coral Inn. But they're actually only made three changes in the last three weeks. So they're getting a lot of football playing together with that same group. So that can be dangerous coming into the finals, regardless of if they win or lose today. So they're going to be hungry. They haven't played here in a while. Uh, Inverloch and Phillip Island, Inverloch Comic and Phillip Island, have only been playing one game season series the last couple of years. So it's good to have them back at the nest. So they play some good footy together. They haven't seen each other since round two on April 22nd yes. over in Cows. So yeah. that's a long time between drinks. I was going to ask Kimber about it. And Kimber a touch-up that day as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. And they were looking very strong. I think that's probably one of the more full-strength lineups the Seagulls have had. So it would be a lot different personnel today. But how do you really prepare for that when you haven't seen each other for a long time? That's obviously 16 rounds well, both, both, and that's a number a, that's of That's almost a, a whole season's work since the last time these two sides went face-to-face. -face. And, of course, Phillip Island down as low as fifth or sixth on the ladder earlier in the season. Um, but uh, winning, I think it was 13 or something in a row, getting themselves into second at the moment. But they have to win today to lock in that double chance and against the Sea Eagles. So, I, uh, I mentioned that last meeting so long ago it was that a lot of things happened, including you look at the goal kickers for Inverloch Cormac that day. Toby Marnie, he kicked five. He's not playing. Yep. Will Turner, he kicked three. He's not playing. Tate Short, he kicked two. He's not playing. <laughs> Tom Hams was best of field. He's not playing. Mm. So 
other players that did play well in that game, Andrew Samalas, Tate Cumming and Nick Bolters, they'll be playing, but it's a lot different in terms of the personnel today. So anything can really happen here. It's a bit unpredictable, the Seagulls, what they're sort of doing, how they're going to play today, because they obviously don't have their QB1 in Tate Short. Mm. They've still got Rankin down there, but they'll have a lot of new faces and younger faces, and it's a lineup that haven't really played too much footy together. Yeah. Whereas Phillip Island obviously played the last three weeks with almost identical lineups. So it really brings some a fair bit to Rankin, particularly running that back half down there. Uh, the Tucson boys, uh, Marcus and Oscar, it's going to be really important for them. And I, I, pressure on uh, Tate Cumming in many ways, and, and Bailey Patterson, who's really been one of the better players for them for the year, uh, to really produce under, uh, under a bit of pressure today. Because there's, the hard part, I suppose, in footy is that they... They've got nothing to lose in the sense that, well, the result doesn't matter. When they lose by 10 goals today, it doesn't impact the season or the finals or anything at all. They've also got a bit of pride. They won't be doing that. They'll be playing to win. But, um, gee, there's some risks in, attached to that as well, aren't there? Oh, they sure are, which is, makes the finals so interesting that there's a team that's so far ahead, but are they? And what are they doing? And it's the psychology of how they treat the situation. It's a lot like Collingwood. You watched them last night. Gee, they fought hard, but they've got injuries. They've got players that, oh, yep. yeah, they'll be back for finals. We can't drop out of top spot. And it just you know, all this sort of head, stuff. doesn't it? So can you really play with your same vigour in that sense? And then you mentioned Kimber. You, you, the smile on his face is talking about their confidence because they've finally got something to chase. And I reckon they've been waiting for that the last couple of years, as I mentioned. But the thing I've thought is most important is teams, the best teams and the teams that are most built for finals, they can come out and win games or be competitive anyway. Yep. We saw Warrigal last week. They were without they're probably their best five players in you know, Bradley, Walker, yep. Gibson. Yep. They all weren't there but they still got, got the job done. done against a great opposition. Yeah. Albeit they might have had a few players out as well. But it's the way they fought and the way they stuck to their structures and their game plan. Yeah and they played their same brand and they got the job done. So if Inverloch can do that today, I think it makes a bigger statement than they've made all year. Um, gee, I'm, I'm really seduced by the circumstances here, and I, I've just got a feeling about Phillip Island today. As we look out there, Jack Taylor leads his men out onto the ground. They're out nice and early uh, too and looking pretty fresh, uh, the Bulldogs. But uh, if they're ever going to knock them off, today's the day. It sure is, and he's the player that I think can turn the game on its head, Jack Taylor. He's played every single game this season. First year as captain, he's back at the club. He's every, he's an everything player. Yeah. He can give you whatever you want up for. He's good on the ground and in the air, but you can chuck him in the midfield if you want for a bit of grunt. You can throw him behind the football for a bit of a presence down there. So And you don't even have to do it. He, the, the beauty of it is as the leader and as a great reader of the game, he does it himself, which is really impressive as well. He's a genuine old-fashioned utility no, I don't know whether they exist anymore and in footy, but in, in, back in the olden days, it used to have it was like a ruck rover style, and he would he could play anywhere on the ground, and that's certainly Jack Taylor. And don't be fooled by his size. You think, oh, he's slow. His closing speed is elite. I've played against him, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> and then obviously he's a big guy. He likes to assert his physicality, but yeah, his footy brain is elite as well. So he's really got it all. Another thing that I'm really looking forward to is the ruck matchup, and it's a bit of a four-way ruck matchup today. Yep. You've obviously got Toussaint and McCorn at one side, who yep. they haven't played the full season, but they were in you know team of the year form against Daniel Burke and Cam Pedersen on the other side. It's going to be mouthwatering. Sure is, and it's not far away now. That's Saturdays in Gippsland for now. We're going to head back to the studios just briefly when we come back this after 2 o'clock. 2.10 start. That's Inverloch Kongwak hosting Phillip Island. One versus two. 
Round 18 action coming up in West Gippsland footy. For Saturdays in Gippsland, that's it for now. We'll see you soon.